This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JuggerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. All righty then, welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Gatino, and I'm here with the one, the only, the Marlboro Man, Chris Morris. What's going on, bud? What's going on, Tino? I'm chilling, uh, ready to do some more work here on the South divisions of our uh, of our juicy preview. Kind of, you know, a little bit of a struggle going through some of these teams. I'm not quite sure how many points some of these teams are going to score, but I uh, guess we're going to try to figure that out tonight. Yeah, the firepower, I guess. Yeah. Tom would probably be doing some hot takes on these teams, saying that they're the worst teams in the, in the league. <laughs> he thinks every team is, like, the worst team in the league. He thinks – They're all. Well, they're he, all. he thinks the team that won the NBA title still sucks somehow. So, uh, you know, I, I, who knows what he's thinking. Yeah, so we're, we're glad to have him on the podcast this week. Let him, let him, let, let him take – Hope you're doing well, Dom. Yeah. In the, in the, where is he at? Lower, slower? Delaware? I think, uh, yeah, somewhere in um, Delaware. Is he at lower, the beach, lower? maybe? He might be at the beach in Delaware somewhere. Who knows? I was actually, I was actually uh, anyway, just there myself this weekend, so he could be in Bethany. Yeah. yeah. Not my beach of choice, but, you know, it wasn't my bad. My girlfriend's not listening, so I'm not going to get in trouble on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, we're going to start this week, uh, of course, in the South Divisions, we'll be doing the AFC first, then the NFC. Um, you'll hear some of our, you know, takes from each team, what, what we preview for the rest of the season going forward, um, some key injuries, and, you know, all, all the great stuff. Um, more some news for the Sneaky Place podcast uh, in the upcoming week. Say that, say that one more time. Do you have any news that the folks need oh, to hear about? I do have in, some, in, I in do have some potential news. Um, so I went to high school, but with, uh, Mike McGlinchey, uh, the right tackle for the 49ers, who was a top 10 pick, uh, just last season going into his second year. Now, um, he was actually on the part of my take podcast with Joe Staley, uh, last year. And, um, don't know why it took me this long to, to think of this brilliant idea, but it dawned on me last night. I'm thinking, you know, I have a friend who was a top 10 pick in the NFL draft who, you know, I know relatively well, you know, I'm still in, you know, a group chat with him. I talk to him, you know, pretty much, you know, every week during the season. Um, and I, I asked him last night if he would be kind enough to come on the pod at some point in the coming weeks or, you know, during the season or whatever. And he said, you know, he'd be more than happy to at any time. Just got to let him know and uh, we'll work around his availability. But uh, we will be having an NFL starting offensive lineman on a young up and coming team on the podcast at, uh, at some point pretty soon. Yeah, well, it's it's a shame we uh, we wasted the Western. I know. First, yeah, you know, I, that was what I was most mad about. I'm like, God, of course, this idea dawns on me. Like, you know, a week after we just previewed this division. Well, no one ever said we were the brightest minds no. in the world. <laughs> who, you know. Yeah, you live and you learn. <laughs> exactly. Well, anyway, let's. Uh, this week we got the South. Um, maybe maybe we'll get McGlinchey to uh, discuss some fantasy. You know where he where what he thinks of uh, you know daily fantasy and all the all those uh, all those fun stuff going on. Um, all right, let's start the AFC South. We're gonna start what I think could possibly be the front runner in this division. I don't know the Indianapolis. 
I 100% agree. I think they're definitely the clear front runners. As long as Locke is healthy and he's, you know, he's got that, you know, sneaky kind of under the radar calf injury that nobody really seems to know much about. But uh, if he's healthy and upright, I think they're definitely the favorites. Yeah, I, I would probably have to agree with that. Um, I, the first note I have on them is luck more important than skill. Meaning, is Andrew Luck the most important person on this team? And is he more important than every single skill position that they have? I think he's got to be. I mean, you saw what this team was the last couple of years um, before last year, you know, when he was out, when they're throwing out Jacoby Brissett. Um, and who the hell, I can't even remember who the hell else started a quarterback for them. Um, but he's the engine that makes this team go. I mean, he has been since he was drafted there. Um, I mean, he repeatedly took teams that really didn't have much talent at all around him, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, repeatedly took them to 10, 11 win seasons and uh, into the playoffs, I think even to the AFC championship game one year. Um, so he's the engine, man. He makes that team go when he's healthy and upright. He's definitely a top 10 quarterback, top five quarterback in the league, you know, has a chance to win the MVP. Um, and, you know, his weapons last year really weren't all that. I mean, outside of T.Y. Hilton, who's been a, who's been a freaking stud ever since he came into the league too. I think the same year as luck, actually, I'm pretty sure they were in the same draft. Um, outside of him, you know, you look around and it really wasn't all that, you know, he didn't have a ton of, you know, eye popping names around him to work with he turned Eric Ebron you know who was kind of a mediocre player in Detroit into a double digit touchdown guy last year you know he worked with other kind of mediocre mid-level receivers you know Chester Rogers and um, you know Zach Paschal these guys in the world Um, so you know I I think uh, I think luck can make anybody a star pretty much Um, and yes this team does have improved skill position players but uh, you know it's not going to mean much if luck's not there. Andrew Luck is, you know, he's what makes this team go. They'll go as far as he goes, basically. I mean, T.Y. Hilton is almost irrelevant without Andrew Luck, which is just absurd to think because of how skillful he is as a wide receiver and a pass catcher in general. Um, I mean, they, you know, like you just touched on, they did add a couple pieces in this offseason. Uh, I mean, Devin Funches, he could, he could maybe, you know, you know, find his way into a pretty big role in this offense and, and help them out. Possible. Um, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not Calvin Johnson, you know, coming into this offense, but he is a big body that can, uh, you know, be a threat in the red zone along with Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle. And, you know, they drafted Paris Campbell. We'll see, we'll see you where, uh, where he's at. Um, I know he's been dealing with some injuries in the, in training camp. So, I mean, some of these weapons are pretty good. Do you think that it takes their offense maybe a slight step up from, from last year? I do, yeah. Um, I, I love the Paris Campbell pick. Um, he's one of my you know my sleepers for this division. Um, I think he fits perfectly with what they want to do. Um, I really liked him at Ohio State, too. Um, you know, he can, he can burn you. He can run underneath. He can pretty much do it all. I think he's going to have a stellar rookie season as long as luck is healthy and upright. Um, and that tight end duo, I mean, it's, you know, returning with Ebron and Jack Doyle, you know, Doyle's nothing to scoff at either as a second tight end. He had a very productive year last year. Um, the functious addition, I'm a little bit lukewarm on just cause I mean, I don't know. He was kind of inconsistent for years in Carolina there. Um, him, him and Kelvin Benjamin kind of just, you know, could never really, you know, that was their plan. I think initially when they drafted those guys and neither one of them could ever really seem to get on the same page with Newton. I don't know if that was a camp thing or. You know, if that was just the, the you know, the structure and the offense that they ran down there in Carolina, which kind of has been up and down and inconsistent for years. Um, 
but definitely a guy with potential. I mean, a big body receiver is something they really didn't have a year ago. They've got some good speed guys with T.Y. and Paris Campbell, uh, Chester Rogers in the slot too. Um, but no real, you know, big body, you know, outside threat that can go up and get a jump ball that you can use in the red zone. So he could come into play there. I'm just, you know, I'm not quite sure how consistent he can be. And, you know, in an offense that does have a lot more weapons this year. Um, and, you know, we, we know they love to use those tight ends too. How many looks is he really going to get? But uh, possibly in the red zone. I mean, that's, that's where he could make his, uh, his money. And, um, you know, I mean, if he gets in there and he, you know, scores six, eight touchdowns in the red zone, that's pretty good value. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm certainly skeptical of his role for this team, but I'm not skeptical of his skill. I think he's very skilled. I just don't know if he's ever been used in the right way. So we'll see, you know, what they do in, in an Andrew Luck offense. Um, can he, you know, carve out a role, getting, you know, four or five catches a game, couple red zone looks a game, and, and help his team out? Um, last year, 2018, they were seventh in total offense, 11th in total defense. Um some of those guys on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Darius Leonard, an absolute animal. Oh, absolute uh, Kenny star, Moore. Yeah. yeah. Kenny Moore, um, you know, they drafted Rocky scene. I, I hope he turns out to be something special. And then, you know, they got guys like Malik Hooker. So, you know, between the seven total offense, 11 total defense last year, do you think they'll be in like a, a similar case this season, you know, around that? top tier of teams uh, as far as total offense, total defense? I do. I mean, I definitely think for offense, as long as luck is healthy, um, they really shared up their own line too. Uh, I mean, Quentin Nelson was, you know, arguably the best rookie offensive lineman in the league last year. And I think is already, you know, one of the elite interior linemen, one of the elite guards in the league. Um, you know, Casanza has kind of been holding down the Florida left tackle there for a while. They've got some other solid names, Ryan Kelly, who was a first round pick a couple of years ago. So up front, I think is really, you know, that's kind of going to make uh, make or break that offense too, whether they can keep luck upright, which they did a really good job of last year. And then for defense, uh, I mean, you hit it right on the head, Darius Leonard, absolute stud. I mean, they might have had, you know, I mean, no one's looking at Quentin Nelson and, you know, you're not going to give a lineman a, a rookie of the year award, but they had two of the most consistent uh, and dominant, you know, rookies at their positions last year with Nelson and, and Darius Leonard on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I would accept, expect nothing else from Leonard to even take a step forward this year. Uh, he's clearly the leader and the captain of that defense, and he's all over the field. Um, you know, makes plays in the backfield, catches interceptions. Um, you know, he's clearly the heartbeat of that defense. Um, I'd like to see them get a little bit more pass rush maybe. They signed Justin Houston, you know, from KC. We'll see how much he really has left. Um, they got a couple other guys, Jabal Sheard. You might remember him from uh, the New England days. Um and then on the back end, there are some question marks too. Um, Kenny Moore could be a decent player. We'll see. Um, and outside of that, there really aren't a whole lot. I mean, there's a lot of young guys. So, you know, there's a lot of room for people to step up. They drafted, I think, two uh, D-backs in the top four rounds this year. So there's opportunities there to be had. But uh, outside of Leonard, I don't know how, you know, consistent the rest of the defense is going to be. There's a lot of question marks. So I think they're probably still a middle-of-the-pack defense, uh, but definitely a top ten possibly top five offense. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you there. I, I don't see enough on the defensive side of the ball for them to say, all right, they're going to move into the top 10 um, from that 11th spot from last year. So I actually think I'm going to slide them back a couple spots. I still think they're a top 15 defense in the league. Um, I don't think they're going to let up big plays, especially playing, you know, six games in, in the AFC South yeah. against not great no. offenses. So <laughs> I'll keep them there in the top 15. So, you know, top half in both easily. Um, 
and I'm, I'm going to say top 10 easily for offense. I like if Andrew Luck's healthy, I mean, their offense is going to be, yeah, gonna they're going to light it good. up. Yeah. So, um, I mean, those are notes in them. Like, like we said, I, they're very, it's, just, it's a solid football team. Their offensive line improved. Um, I mean, Andrew Luck is still there. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in this league. C.Y. Hilton is a top 10 receiver in this league. Um, Eric Ebron has proved last year that he was a top 10 tight end. Jack Doyle's up there as a tight end. So, um, you know, as, as long as they stay serviceable on the defensive side of the ball, they'll, they'll be a playoff team again. Um, some of their key games that they have, week one at the Chargers, week five at the Chiefs, week nine at Pittsburgh, and week 15 at it's New Orleans. tough road I don't slate. know how. Yeah, I don't know how they ended up with that road slate, but those are some of the games they got. Um, and those, I mean, those are tough games, man. I mean, um, no walk in the park anywhere in that road slate right there. Um, half their road games are extremely tough. So um, what do you have them pinned in? pinned at for a record, um, you know, especially with those key games and then uh, your fancy impact. Um, I think they were 10 and six a year ago. I'm going to say a little step up this year. I'd say, I'm going to say they finished 11 and five. Um, that is a gauntlet of a road schedule there. Um, you got to play in new Orleans late in the season. I mean, you know, you know, they'll be playing for playoff positioning too. Um, you know, at Kansas city, one of the toughest places to play. So, those are tough games, um, but I still think they're good for 11 wins because they'll have, you know, some easy games with this division not looking too good. Um, and for fantasy, I think you got to go with T.Y. Hilton and uh, Eric Ebron. Ebron just a touchdown machine last year. Um, you know, he might not be able to duplicate that again where I think he had like 14 touchdowns, uh, but I'd still expect him to finish around double digits um, and possibly more yards too. Um, and T.Y. has been, you know, Luck's best friend ever since he came into the league. You know, he's good for the deep balls every week, um, just consistent week in and week out for years. Um, you know, he's going to catch probably, you know, his 80 balls for, you know, around a thousand, probably even a little bit over a thousand yards and close to double digit touchdowns. He's just been a steady, reliable receiver for years. So I'd go with T.Y. and uh, and Eric Ebron. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like, you know, the road games are just tough. Um I'm going to keep them at the same as they were last year, 10 and six. Um, I, I think they, they win the division with that. Uh, I really do. Um, and I mean, for fancy, how can you take Foreman, dude? I mean, come on. Yeah. Huge, huge pickup. Oh, of Colts. course. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, seriously, he's not going to get in the way of Naheem Hines or, or Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is actually a guy I've been looking at as a running back. If they're, um, if luck can stay healthy, he's, a lot for them and I think Marlon Mack is going to take advantage of that so um, I mean not that I don't want to draft T.Y. Hilton because I do yeah. uh, but I, I think Marlon Mack is going to have a very big fancy impact this season so I'm looking forward to to what he can yeah, do Yeah I totally forgot about um, the running backs I mean, I mean they, Marlon Mack is a good player and then even the backups Hines and uh, Jordan Wilkins saw some playing time last year too and were decent Yeah I mean you know and then they picked up Deontay Foreman I don't know what Yeah I don't were. know I mean, either. Um, but Will he, will he get in the way of Spencer? I mean, they got Spencer Ware. They got too. Spencer Ware too. Know. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're doing, but uh, I mean, I don't think anyone's taking Marlon Mack no. unless he gets hurt. So, um, you know, we'll see. And Naheem Hines is a great change of pace back, so we'll see what he can do. Um, moving on to uh, I, what I think is a, a competent football team, the Houston Texans. Um, I wouldn't say they're anything more than that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, we see them, you know, in that 
in that playoff game every year just get obliterated by whoever they play. Always that Saturday, I mean, 4.30, just... first game, you know, least amount of national draw, and they usually get crushed. Yeah, it's Tom's favorite game of the year, apparently. <laughs> uh, it's an anyway, it is an annual last... tradition. I kind of love it. Yeah. It really is. Um, you know, you know what you're getting yourself into that yeah. day. You know, nothing crazy is going to happen. Um, anyway, 2018, they were 15th in total offense, 12th in total defense. Um, so they, I mean, decent on both sides of the ball, top half, clearly. Um, my main points for them, I mean, Hopkins, QT, and Fuller. If they stay healthy, that's one hell of a uh, That is dangerous, trio. yeah. So what, what do you think about them? Do they need all three to be healthy for their passing game to be successful this season? Um, I don't know if they need all three to be healthy because Fuller got hurt last year and they were still pretty good down the stretch without him. Um, Kute actually missed – Kute, however, I can never pronounce his name right. Um, he actually missed some time too because I think – I mean, as long as you have DeAndre Hopkins, I think you're going to be fine. Um, and really, in my opinion, he's the best – I think he's the best receiver in football. I don't know if that's too hot of a take or what. I mean, I know there's a lot of great names out there. Um, you know, Julio Jones, Odell. Um, we can go on down the line. You know, obviously there's tons of names out there. But uh, I, I really feel like Hopkins last year in particular really separated himself. And, I mean, even you look at the other years, you know, when he had Brian Hoyer and Brock Osweiler and Ryan Mallett and these stiffs of the world throwing him the ball, and he was still putting up, you know, monster numbers, 1,000-plus yards, double-digit touchdowns, 100 catches. I mean, he is a – flat out beast no matter who you put back there and now he has a real quarterback who you know he had a great connection with last year too and 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 watson um so i do like this offense a lot their offensive line still kind of scares me they were pretty bad last year um and if you watch their games a lot like bill o'brien did a horrible job of protecting watson i mean he would literally just hang him out the dry many and so many times um i remember specifically watching the sunday night game like they were playing the cowboys and they ran like four straight just god awful plays around the goal line. They were running like Watson on like jet sweeps and then QB draws. Like, what are you doing, man? Stop trying to get your QB's head taken off. I mean, your offensive line sucks to begin with. Um, they addressed it a little bit, I guess. They got Matt Khalil from Carolina. I kind of think he might be more of a name at this point. He's a little older. Um, but their weapons, I, I mean, de- definitely the receivers, I think that's as good of a top three as you're going to find in the AFC. Um, and it, could potentially rival what the Rams have over that we talked about last week with Cup, Cooks, and Woods. Um, I mean, if Fuller's able to come back healthy from that knee injury, um, Kuti takes another jump forward in his second year, and Hopkins just continues to be Hopkins. I don't see why this can't be one of the best offenses in the uh, in the AFC, and if not the whole NFL. Yeah, there. I mean, well, number one, DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver. Yeah, see, there you, um, you agree. I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he absolutely is. Uh, I mean, playing you know, with whatever he had, putting up all those numbers, I, you can't top it. Um, anyway, if yeah, Fuller, I mean, Fuller might be the fa- the best fantasy wide receiver ever because every time, <laughs> every game that he's held, every, he scores a touchdown. No, I know he it's, catches it's like two like sixty yard bombs every game he's healthy. It seems like unbelievable. I mean, he's uh, out uh, plays his draft stock in every every yeah. fantasy year. Um, so, yeah, what you, what you said about the offensive line, it, that's huge because right now, I mean, they don't have they don't have a backup running back. And Lamar Miller, you know, I think he's a very good running back, but he's getting up there. He's, you know, he's a, he's a rough hit in the knee away from, from not playing um, for a few weeks. So, I don't know what they're going to do if Lamar Miller gets hurt right now. They don't have anybody. 
I've been hearing some some rumblings about maybe them going to get JGI. I don't know if that's accurate. That's just you know a couple radio stations I've been scanning through that have been saying stuff like that. So I don't know how their running game is going to be. Um, I you know like you said they updated their O line a little bit, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to protect both Lamar Miller um, from getting injured and then Deshaun Watson from being as effective as he can be because. Deshaun Watson needs protection. He's still a young quarterback. He's still learning this NFL. Um, and I think with a, with a very good offensive line, he, I mean, he's arguably a top three quarterback in the NFL talent-wise. So um, I hope they address the offensive line more. I'm not sure how they're going to possibly do that with the season, you know, four weeks away. Yeah, so, I don't know either. Yeah, yeah. so we'll see, we'll see if, they, if they hold up enough um, for the offense to improve from, you know, a top 15 offense to a top 12 offense. Um, the defensive side of the ball, what do you think they got here? I know Clowney is having some contractual issues. I don't know if he's going to suit up week one. Um, but, I mean, they still got J.D. Watt, Merciless, McKinney up front. So, um, And then in the back, a little questionable. They got, you know, Jonathan Joseph, Bradley Roby, you know, Gibson and Reed. So, what do you think they got going on in the in the secondary and in the you know linebacking core and defense? Yeah, I like the front seven. Um, not wild about the secondary. I thought last year, especially down the stretch, um, you know, you could really throw the ball on them. Um, when the Eagles played them, I remember late in the year with Foles. I mean, they he bombed it all over them for almost 500 yards, I think. Um, and then in that playoff game, they gave up a lot of points pretty quickly to to the Colts. Um, so I don't know how good, you know, Jonathan Joseph, the ageless wonder seems like he's like 50 years old now and he's been there forever. Um, but he's still steady, I guess, until he gets hurt, until he goes down. Um, I like Deshaun Gibson. He's a little inconsistent. Um, I did like the Bradley Roby signing. Um, I always kind of liked him in Denver. Um, I know he's been a little inconsistent too, but I think he's a good solid player. He can play the slot corner for you too. Um, and then up front, I mean, they, they need Clowney back. Um, I don't know what's going on there with the contract issues, but uh, it seems like him and Zeke Elliott are kind of the two that are in complete limbo right now, and you really have no idea what's going to happen. And, uh, I mean, Watt's still there. You know what you're going to get from him. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a beast. He's going to be one of the best in the league. Also getting up there in age a little bit, but, uh, I mean, he still was really productive last year, so I wouldn't expect anything else from him this year. Whitney Merciless, another really good player. So, uh, I mean, yeah, as long as these guys stay healthy up front and they can get, I mean, my guess would be they get Clowney back at some point, uh, unless there's a trade there on the table, it's a great deal or something. Um, and they get great value for him. but I, honestly, I don't really see anybody trading for him either. So uh, my guess is he ends up back in Houston. Um, and this defense, I, I don't think it's all that much different from last year. I think they got a good front seven. I think they're going to have a good rush. I think they're going to struggle to defend the pass and, they're also going to be – I mean, would you say they were 15th or 12th in defense last year? I forgot what the offense and defense was one or the other. But, uh, I mean, pretty much right in the middle of the pack, which I would probably expect again. Yeah, 15th in total offense last year, 12th in total yeah. defense. Um, oh, they lost Tyron Matthew too. I mean, I, I mean, that's a loss. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I probably have them potentially switching, um, you know, around their, their top half in both. Yeah, teams. I think their offense is going to be uh, a little bit better this year. I would expect that. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see We'll see what this team does. I think if everyone on the team stays healthy, they have a good football team. I don't think they have a Super Bowl contending team. I, I mean, I do think they have a playoff contending team, though. Um, I mean, 
you know, we, we see them in the playoffs <laughs> often. I mean, you know, they've, they've been there and they play well enough to get to where they need to get. It's just, they don't exceed any expectations no. ever. Um, you know, they're, they're just, they let a big plays, um, you know, they make the big play. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's just more back and forth. And I don't know. They, they can never seem to get themselves over the hump of, of being a real threat to anybody. Um, so this year, um, some of their key games, week one at the Saints, week three at the Chargers, week six at Kansas City, week 11 at Baltimore, and then week 13, the Pats come to them. So they have oh, tough Well, at least they get the Pats at home. That's for a change. But, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, the AFC South, they play the NFC South this year, and I definitely like the NFC South a, whole, a hell of a lot better. Yeah, I mean, it's – uh they definitely have tough games and like, yeah, I definitely like the NFC South a little bit better. Um, I mean, I mean, at, at the chargers and eh, I mean, I guess at the chargers technically isn't, you know, yeah, that's not really a road game, game. (laughs) but I mean, but I mean, the chargers are a football team. Um, But I mean, at the chiefs, like that's tough. That's, that's probably, that's probably tough. Yeah. So um, with, with those games, those key games, um, what do you have their record? Well, I think they overachieved a little last year. They went 11 and five, um, but they, you know, they lost to the Colts, I think towards the end of the season and they lost to them in the playoffs too. I think both of those were home games too. So clearly, you know, the Colts are probably the better team and I would, you know, we, we both seem to like the Colts to win this division this year. Um, and, you know, with the schedule being harder, I mean, those are some tough games playing a tough division. Um, I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back. Um, I'll say nine and seven. And they'll be on a fringe of a wild card. Um, I do expect the offense to be good as long as they're healthy uh, with Deshaun and, and, you know, that triumvirate of receivers. And uh, as long as Lamar Miller stays healthy, too. I mean, he's a very good back. Um, they, uh, they don't really have much else behind him, which is which is a concern, which you brought up. Um, but if he stays healthy, they're still going to be pretty good there. Um, yeah, I just don't. I mean, I kind of think they're they're sort of stuck in, in the middle a little bit here. Um I do like Deshaun a lot. It's just, I don't know, you know, I don't believe a ton in that coaching staff and that offensive line. And then, you know, with the schedule being harder, I, I, I think nine wins sounds about right for them. Um, and then for the fantasy impact, I do, I mean, we talked about how much we love DeAndre Hopkins, best receiver in football. I mean, I think he's got to be a lock for anybody uh, if you have the chance to pick him. Um, and then I'm going to go Kuti as my other guy. Uh, I like Fuller too, but he's been a little bit unreliable and if you can stay healthy or not. Um, but if he is healthy also, that helps out Kuti a lot because he's going to be running those slot routes, those underneath patterns, um, you know, catching the ball in space with uh, with room to run. So I think he's going to – I mean, as long as he stays healthy too, I think he's going to have a bust-out season. Yeah, so um, like you said, I actually – I have I also have them at 9-7. and seven. I just think they're, you know, a middle-of-the-pack team that, you know, with this schedule, if, if they can manage to win two out of those five games I mentioned, I, I think that's a win for yeah. them really. Um, I mean that's that's a tough slate. They could they could potentially lose all five of those. Um, so you know nine and seven I think is pretty accurate. Would it surprise me if they went ten and six? Nah, I think they could. Um, I think they could compete with the Colts. Uh, maybe split the, the season series with them. Um, you know at the home and home. Um, fantasy. I mean everyone. If you know every league should have all three wide receivers that they have drafted for sure. Um, none, none of them should go undrafted between Hopkins, QT, Fuller. I think Hopkins should be either the first or second receiver drafted in fantasy. 
Um, and then I think Lamar Miller has, has fantasy value, and I think Sean Watson absolutely does. So um, pretty good fantasy offense right there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. There's you know, definitely the, a lot. I mean, there's a lot of names there. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of guys that could impact, you know, a lot of a lot of fantasy lineups, a lot of daily fantasy lineups as well. I mean, you know, Q, QT, you know, probably at the start of the season, he won't be priced too high in daily fantasy. So definitely someone to look out for. Um, I suppose he's having a pretty good camp. Um, let's move on to uh, a team that was not very good last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh um, Big day, yeah. <laughs> baby. I love you forever. Yeah, so, um, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll get to them in just a second. I mean, t- 2018, they were a rough, rough, rough 27th total offense, 5th in total defense. So, defense, good. We kind of knew what they would be. Offense, not very good. Um, does Big Dick Nick in Jacksonville help their offense in the slight? I think he has to. I mean, you can't get much worse than the Mr. Bortles there. I mean, it's sad as that is to say, I was a Blake Bortles stand there for a while, but, uh, you know, I mean, he had to hop off it last year without pitiful he was. Um, it, it's just, it, it sucks or falls. I mean, this team really just doesn't have any weapons around him. I do like him. Um, I'm glad he's getting a chance to lead his own team. I, you know, there are a couple other spots where I would have rather seen him. Um, I think Denver would have been a good spot for him. They elected to trade for Joe Flacco instead, which is, you know, it's kind of always been my comp from Foles, actually, is Flacco. I think they're kind of similar in the way they move and the way they throw the ball. Um, but, you know, there's just not a whole lot of weapons here. I mean, Marquise Lee is your best receiver. And, you know, he's there's a chance he starts the season on the pump. I mean, he's no lock to be ready for week one. And even if he is healthy, he's coming off an ACL. Um, I liked D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole, but, you know, they both kind of underwhelmed last year. You know, how much of that to do is with who was playing quarterback? You know, yeah, I guess we'll find out. But uh, they do have some talent, I think. Um, and they could have some untapped potential. Um, DJ Chark kind of came onto the scene a little bit last year briefly. Also, you know, kind of that similar mold, you know, medium-sized receiver with good quickness and speed. So we'll see what happens there. You know, Chris Conley from Kansas City, who never really – never could really bust out there either, I, I don't love. So it's a pretty mediocre receiving core uh, for Nick there. And then, you know, you look at the running game. I mean, Leonard Fournette should have all the talent in the world. But, uh, I mean, it doesn't really seem like – you know, who the hell knows if he wants to play or not. Um, you know, they the other guys, they got Alfred Blue. Um, they signed uh, Benny Cunningham. Um, Thomas Rawls, believe it or not, is actually still there. Uh, you know, the, the long-forgotten Thomas Rawls from Seattle. So, I mean, I'm not quite sure, you know, what, what the running game is going to look like either with Fournette being such a question mark and his attitude and, you know, not meshing with, with Tom Coughlin there either. Uh, they do still have a big-time defense, I think. Um, and even last year, amidst the tough season, they were still really good. They're going to miss Telvin Smith. Um, you know, he's taking the year off or whatever. I don't know if you know if he's done for good or not. Um, but they do still have a lot of talent there. So if they're going to win games, they're going to need Foles to control the ball, you know, make one or two big plays a game, and unleash that defense. Yeah, this is one team I literally have no idea what their offense yeah. is going to be like. Like, I just don't uh-huh. know. Um, I hear you. I mean, Nick Foles is with a new team. Uh, you know, he had success in, in Philadelphia, obviously. But uh, what can he do with what he's got in, in Jacksonville? Um, is Fournette going to play every game and be a power enough back to, you know, have the passing game open up? Like, you know, is that going to happen? Is their running game going to be good? Like, 
can Dede Westbrook get open? Is Marquise Lee ever going to play? Like, I, I mean, it's just – you just really don't know what you're going to get here. Um, so, for me, I, I can't even – say oh their offense is going to move up or down like from where they were last year like I literally don't know I just, yeah no I don't either I can't pin and I, I can't pin anything on them um I mean I do think Leonard Fournette is extremely talented and I think Alfred Blue is also talented has never really gotten the, the real opportunity to, to shine anywhere um so maybe they can end up being a solid combination um that we don't even know about so like I said I think this team I can't really I won't be able to like you know, make a real statement about them until about week four. I'll, I'll see where they're at. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, the defense, I still think is one of the best defenses in the league. I think they underperformed immensely last year and they still end up as the fifth total defense. Yeah, so, no, exactly. I mean, there's still I mean, a lot of talent there. Yeah. So as long as their defense keeps them in the game, uh, in the games and Nick Foles doesn't turn the ball over, I think they'll have a shot at winning some games. I mean, uh, we'll we'll see. Um, I mean, their defense. They, I mean, they added Josh Allen. Yeah, um, from yeah, Kentucky. I mean, that was that was a, that was a big pick there, for sure. Yeah. You know, um, if Nick Foles gets hurt, we got our boy Gardner. Oh my god! The <laughs> then you're really talking like you know two and fourteen, Don Fierro disaster level. Oh, I mean, I we we love we love some Gardner. We Mitchell. do, of course. Yeah, I mean, come on. It'd be it's a great hard knocks oh. name. Oh, absolutely, but. I mean, anyway, you know, this team just uh, – it just reads middle of the pack for me this year. Um, decently tough schedule. They, I mean, they play Kansas City at home at Denver in week four. So, you know, games in Denver are always tough. Um, no matter how good of a Denver team you get, it's still a tough environment to play in. Uh, week six, they have New Orleans at home. Week 14, they have the Chargers at home. Week 16, they're at Atlanta. So, real tough games there. Uh I actually don't see them winning any of those football no, games. No, probably not. And, I mean, you know, the thing is with Foles, like, as much as I love him and I'll, you know, forever be grateful and appreciative of what he did, you know, no one has any clue whether he's a 16-game quarterback. I mean, he's never done it for as hard as that is to believe. I mean, I think this is his eighth season in the league that he's going into. Um, and even when he played for, for the Eagles the first time around, um, you know, he would kind of – he would start the season, you know, behind Vic. Then he'd come in, you know, for a couple weeks. Then he'd get hurt. Then he'd come back in. And then, you know, I think the next year he started the season and broke his collarbone, you know. So those years he only ended up playing like eight to ten games. Then, you know, he went to the Rams and he was terrible and he was the backup in KC for a year. And then obviously the runs with the Eagles the last two years, I mean, he really only came in at the very tail end of the season, um, you know, and led the way down the stretch in the regular season and ended the playoffs. And, you know, he's proven he's very clutch um, and he can play, you know, at the highest stakes against the best competition. But can he consistently lead a good team week in and week out through 16 games? I mean, we, we just have no idea. So that falls right into your category. This team is – we just really have no clue what to expect because Nick Foles could go out and be Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles and this team could win, you know, 10 or 11 games or he could go out and just be average, mediocre, 16-game Nick Foles, which is, you know, we've seen throughout his career too. And they could be – Six and ten, seven and nine. So we really, we, I mean, we really had no idea. Yeah. So I, I wrote down seven and nine. Um, but I mean, you know, like, like we've just been repeating yeah. for the last four minutes. We just really don't know. Um, do you have them in a similar category? Like yeah. 10, I'm going to go, I'm going to go eight and eight. Um, step up. I got faith okay. in my boy Nick. Um, I think it's, you know, 
it might it could be blind faith. <laughs> we have no idea. Um, but I do believe in this defense a lot, even without Calvin Smith. Uh, I mean, Jalen Ramsey is in the contract year, so a lot of incentive for him to play great again. Um, something tells me Fournette is just going to have his head screwed on straight this year. I could be totally wrong about that too, but I just I'm kind of sensing this is a big year for him, and he's got to prove it. He's got to prove it to his team. He's got to prove it to the league. Um, and I think Foles will be pretty good. I think he's much more equipped now. You know, when he left Philadelphia the first time, it wasn't on his terms. Um, and, you know, he just – from from the way he talks about it, it was just a terrible experience. And, you know, he was playing under Jeff Fisher, who obviously is not – is the exact opposite of a quarterback guru. Um, and it went really poorly for him. And then, he, you know, he came back to Philly and he got a second life, breathed into his career. Um, I think he's much – you know, he's a veteran now. He's, you know, 30 years old. He's much more equipped to handle a team to himself. Um, so I think he's going to be, you know, a, a league average NFL quarterback this year. And they're, you know, they're pretty much a league average team. I think they're going to be eight and eight. All right. Well, for, you know, for fantasy impact, um, I actually have their defense. I, I think Jags defense is coming back this year. I think they're going to be a very good fantasy defense to, to pick up and to, you know, draft. I think they're a draftable fantasy defense this year. Oh, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, th- and then for net, I, th- I think Fournette is, you know, shown when he's healthy that he's he's almost unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll 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 see how uh, what kind of season he has. Yeah. Oh, my, um, yeah. I didn't even say my fantasy impact. Um, I had my bad. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I had Foles, um, just because there's not a whole lot of names on this offense. Um, I'm gonna go with the sleeper at receiver too, DJ Chark. Um, I kind of liked him last year, and this wide receiving core is just pretty underwhelming in general. Um, so I think he's got a chance to bust out, especially if Lee's out to start the year. Look for Chark to get a lot of playing time and a lot of opportunities early. Um, so I'll go with him and Foles, my fantasy impact. All right. Well, hopefully, you know, one of one of their pass catchers can step up. So if it's him, if it's Chark, that's, that's great. Um, you know, hopefully Nick Foles finds him early and often to start the year. Uh, moving on to, last but not least, the Tennessee Titans, uh, another team that is just underwhelmed. Boiled in, in mediocrity. Categories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2018, they were 25th in total offense, but they were a surprising eighth in total yeah, defense. I did not know They were that. pretty stingy and physical last they year. They were stingy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't uh, – they didn't really let up the big play very mm-hmm. often, which is it's the Mike Vrabel, you know, Patriot way. Yeah, exactly. Keep yeah. in front. <laughs> um, yeah. So this this team is in a similar boat to Jacksonville, where we just don't know really where they're at. Um, they made moves, but nothing that's going to push move the needle crazily. Like they added Adam Humphreys, um, you know, a five nine hundred eighty five pound white receiver. So we'll see what he can do, I guess, for their offense. Um, I mean, they got Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and Tennessee is just a place so, where, you know, former top 10, top 15 picks, that quarterback go to die. You blank Gabbert. Now we got Ryan Tannehill. Just bring in all the old cast-offs. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> um I have noted here Mariota slash Tannehill, and then do you know the like the old meme from from like a year ago maybe where it's like like a, it was like a dead stuffed animal or something, and then a person with a stick and they were poking yeah. it, 
and was like, do yeah. something. That that's Mario and Tannehill. <laughs> Somebody just do something. And please. you know, Mariota's gonna miss his, you know, four or five games a year with his with his <laughs> elbow soreness or whatever the hell it is that's going on there. Oh my god! I know. I mean, he 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 acts like he's a freaking. He's got the same injury every year. Oh, he's got a bruised elbow or a nerve issue. Like, what is going on with your fucking elbow, man? I don't know. Dude needs to wear yeah, elbow pads. Or I mean, it's just it's <laughs> protect getting, the elbow, buddy. It's getting it's getting absurd. Uh, might as well have Tommy John. Seriously, something's got to fix it. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. So I don't know what kind of consistency they're going to get out of quarterback. But I think as long as it's consistent, they'll they'll be they'll be okay. I, I don't think they'll be anything great ever. No. Um, yeah, I don't think there's not going to be any like any greatness here. Um, receiving core is Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, Taewon Taylor. Um, hopefully, they get a healthy Delaney Walker back. Um, who I, I think they greatly missed him last year. I really think he is a big part of their offense. Yeah, they did miss him. Um... You know, like like you said, there's just not a whole lot of inspiring options or weapons here. Um, you know, they've got a physical big O line. They went out and got Roger Saffold from the Rams. Um, you know, they still got Taylor Lewan at left tackle. Uh, they would they signed the Texans center too, Ben Jones. So they're pretty good up front. Um, they've got a lot of big time names. And you know that's what the identity of this team is gonna be. I mean, that's what they wanna do. They wanna be physical, you know, run the ball, kinda play ugly, feed off their defense, be stingy. Um, I just don't know if that's a winning formula anymore. So if you're not elite at it, um, I'm not so sure how many games you're really going to win. Um, I do like the Adam Humphreys signing. I think he's – I like Adam Humphreys a lot. I always kind of have um, – kind of surprised he ended up signing with the Titans. Apparently he had strong interest from in New England. Um, and, you know, that's where – you know, that's the wide receiver capital of America. Um, but he elected to go to Tennessee instead, um, play for another, you know, former Patriot, you know, Patriot coach uh, and Vrabel. Um, and I think, I think he's going to help that offense because, you know, the rest of the receivers, I mean, Corey Davis, you know, he's got a lot of potential, but kind of still waiting on him to bust out. Tawan Taylor, Tajay Sharp. I mean, none of these guys really jump off the table at all. Um, I do. Th- I mean, Delaney Walker getting him back is big. We'll see, you know, how he looks coming off the injury. Um, very solid, steady, you know, reliable tight end. And, you know, Mariota's the question mark. Like, how many freaking games are you going to stay healthy for, man? Are you going to miss your four or five, six games a year again? Um, and when you play, are you just going to be, you know, mediocre as ever again? Um, and, you know, you know, we know the, the backup option there isn't great. It's also pretty mediocre in Tannehill. Um, so I just think the Titans, I mean, I even think they're a little bit of a step down from Jacksonville, honestly, just because I kind of, you know, they're two pretty comparable teams and they lack offensive weapons. Um, they both have good defenses, but I give the defensive edge to Jacksonville. Um, and I mean, we'll see. I think Derrick Henry's kind of the wild card for this team because we really saw him be the Derrick Henry, you know, of college in Alabama down the stretch last year in December. I think he was, you know, he might've been the leading rusher in the league in December last year. You know, I remember that Thursday night game he had where I think it was against Jacksonville ran for like over 200 yards and three touchdowns. Um, and he had a couple other big games down the stretch there too. So, if he can hit the ground running um, and be that guy and be, you know, uh, label himself as a consistent, you know, a thousand yard back, um, that could take this team to another level. So he's kind of my X factor. Yeah, yeah, I think Henry is is definitely the key part part of this team. If if he can run behind, like you said, this very you know physical and you know aggressive offensive line, like can they run the ball downhill? Um, 
gain gain chunk yardage every first down with Eric Henry, it really does open up things for Mariota to say, all right, you know, now I just need a four yard pass Adam Humphreys as opposed to a fifteen yard pass to Corey Davis. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just just make things you know, if Henry can run the ball efficiently and then Lewis can can, you know, act as, you know, a change of pace back, like and they can do it efficiently, I think it does open things up for their offense and, you know, takes the the brunt of pressure off of you know the shoulders of Mariota so I think if things are simplified for Mariota where it's like all right I can use my check downs like a significant amount of the time I I think they'll have an okay offense um I don't think it's going to be like uh, the top half of the league offense but I do think they can move things up if they're successful running the football um and yeah their defense is stingy they're going to be they're going to play old school football where it's like you know, we're not going to take that many shots. We're just going to run the football down your throats. We're going to play defense, see see how the game turns out, basically. Um, you know, sometimes we'll end up on top. Sometimes we'll end up on, you know, on the bottom. So, um, I think as long as Henry stays solid, as he was last year, which is, I mean, I, there might be some regression there. But as long as he's productive, they'll be fine on the offensive side of the ball. And then defense, same thing. If they stay stingy, they don't let up the big play. They keep everything in front. They'll also be good. Um I mean, again, we've this AFC South division has they have a tough schedule, man. All these teams, um, you know, they're at Cleveland week one, uh, at Atlanta week four, at Denver week six. They play the Chargers, Chiefs, and Saints at home. So six extremely yeah, tough games. That's, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, right now I have them. I have them at seven and nine. Um, and I think I'm being generous yeah. with that. I don't know about. I, I was going to go. I think five and eleven. Um, I'm really not high on the Titans at all this year. Um, they've been, you know, kind of mediocre and I think sort of overachieved even in their win total the last couple of years. Um, I just, I mean, how many times are we just going to do this, you know, this Mariota thing with this, you know, no, no real weapons and, you know, yeah, they got a big beefy offensive line and, you know, you want to be able to say that they can pound the rock with Henry. Um, but I don't even know. I mean, their defense, like, yeah, it was pretty good last year, but I mean, you're, you're relying on like a 40 year old Cameron Wake. Um, I mean, Jarrell Casey's really good, but he's on the pup list too, I think. Um, so I, I just don't, I, I don't know, with the schedule being harder and, you know, who knows with Mariota if he gets hurt, you know, there's, you know, rumors about him even having nerve damage in that elbow, maybe. So uh, I really, I think this is going to be a rough season for Tennessee that could lead to some big changes. I'm going to go 5 and 11. All right. I mean, that's those are very good points. Oh, um, my fantasy impact yeah, too, real I, I, quick. I got uh, Humphreys because I, I mentioned I liked him. Um, and then Deion Lewis too. Uh, I like him catching the ball out of the backfield for them. Yeah, Lewis, Lewis and Humphreys for full-point PPR should definitely be on everyone's radar, um, you know, until they don't play well. Um, and then, you know, if you're in a standard league, Derrick Henry, I think Derrick Henry is going to eat. Uh, he's going to get a lot of Possible. yards. Possible, yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of definitely targets, see it. So. Yeah, I mean, so it's not a not a huge uh, not a huge field to pick from here in, in fantasy, um, but you know, three guys that could definitely help your team. Um, so that that's the AFC South. Um, it's looking kind of like we have Indianapolis, Houston, Jacksonville, and then the Titans. Um, I would say that's probably pretty fair, you know, across. You know what a lot of people are thinking that's going to happen in this division. I just think it's all—it's a middle of the middle of the run kind of division right there. I mean, nothing, nothing spectacular, nothing atrocious. Mm-hmm. So you know, 
the boring yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's the most probably, boring. So it was probably the most always the most boring. Football. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you have to hear it's the most boring division in football. Ugh. Well, anyway, we got it out of the way. Um, and we're going to move uh, over to the NFC South, which could arguably be the most exciting division in football, at least on the offense. Yeah, I love this division. Um, yeah, this is, I think this is a lot of people's favorite division. Um, just because a lot of a lot of air raid, a lot of a lot of gunslinging yeah. going on here, um, a lot of offense, uh, a lot of high scoring uh-huh. games. So, um, yeah, we're gonna slide on over, and we're gonna start with uh, the Atlanta Falcons, um, a good football team. They they were disappointing last year. Uh, they had a bunch of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. My goodness, yeah, um, I couldn't even name half the guys on their defense last year. Oh uh, yeah, it was brutal. Point. Um, so 2018 totals, they were sixth in total offense, uh, 28th in total defense. Um, I feel like their offense was good, but I feel like it had a lot to do with, uh, their defense being so bad that, you know, their offense had to try to put so much on, on them and try to, you know, air the ball out and whatnot. So, um, I mean, so much talent on the offensive side of the ball, they were throwing the ball a lot. Uh, Freeman wasn't healthy, so the run game was almost irrelevant there. So, um, you know, I mean, a very solid offense, and just just a shame that their defense, you know, couldn't stay healthy because I th- I think they were playoff bound if, if they were. Yeah, I mean, this offense is definitely really explosive. Um, it, you know, and, and for all you know, they had a lot of success a couple of years ago. Obviously, they went to the Super Bowl um, and then made the playoffs the following year. Um, but as good as that offense was, I mean, their defense was really starting to kind of come into its own. Um, I mean, Dan Quinn, we know he's a defensive-minded coach. Um, and those, you know, those young guys, Deion Jones, Keanu Neal, Ricardo Allen, they all got hurt last year. And they were really seeming to start to come into their own. Vic Beasley, too, up front um, is a good pass rusher. So I think if those guys stay healthy, I mean, they got a really athletic, really fast defense. There's no reason why they shouldn't be good. Desmond Trufant's good on the back end, too. I, I really like their secondary. Um, and this offense, I mean, really, yeah, it was still one of the best in the league last year. And, you know, even with that, they felt the need to fire Steve Sarkeesian. Um, just never really seemed like he was a mesh there with Ryan and Julio. Uh, they hired Dirk Cutter, who I also don't really like at all from Tampa Bay. Um, thought he was pretty brutal on hard knocks too, a couple of years ago. But, uh, I mean, as long as you have Ryan, who's a, I mean, he's a top half of the league quarterback, you know, one could even argue top 10, maybe, um, and then combined with those weapons, Julio being one of the best receivers in football. Uh, I really like Calvin Ridley. I think he could have a breakout year this year. Um, you know, obviously he was going off there with the touchdowns earlier in the year last year. Kind of tailed off a little bit, but uh, I think he's got just as much talent as anybody really um, in this division at the receiver position. Uh, he's got, you know, the sky's the limit for him. You know, Mohamed Sanu, another good, steady, reliable weapon. Um, you know, tight end, they've kind of just been a little underwhelming. You know, they still bring him back, Austin Hooper. Um, signed Luke Stocker from Tennessee. So this is not a team that really uses the tight ends too much. You know, they've got those big-time receivers. Um, and Devontae Freeman, if he can stay healthy, he also got hurt last year. Uh, there's no Tevin Coleman in the way to get in the way of his carries too. So you could be back to seeing, you know, 1,000-plus-yard season from from Devontae Freeman um, and a possible big fantasy impact uh, because I do love this offense and I love the O-line too. Yeah, I mean, this team on the offensive side of the football is just a definition of, you know, explosive. I mean, Matt Matt Ryan has been – he's been showing the league that he's very capable of beating anybody. Um, 
you know, he's he, he's good, man. And uh, let's do the damn thing. Let's let's try to go get a Super Bowl, Matt Ryan. I mean, you know, you, you had your shot. You had your Literally. shot. Yes, you did. I don't, I don't know if they're ever getting out that of sight, close out of mind. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. They're going to be good, though. I do think they're going to be good. Yeah, I do, too. Um, Julio, I mean, second best receiver in football. Uh, maybe third. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, who are we forgetting? I said Odell. I said Odell, Julio, and Hopkins. I know I'm forgetting one. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, there's plenty of other ones. Uh, yeah, he's plenty. definitely in Devontae Adams is up yeah, there. So, for sure. You know, some, some, some really good receivers. Uh, I think Julio Jones, if he gets more touchdowns, I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. Uh, I mean, he's going to, he's going to lead the league in yards most likely as he usually does just the touchdown that have been lacking for him. So if, if they can find ways to get him the football, in the red zone, I mean, this team is just going to be literally unstoppable. Um, if, if Ridley stays as a very good compliment to him, it's it's going to be tough. Muhammad Sanu is great over the middle. I mean, the guy just – I mean, he's Rutgers tough, baby. Rutgers, Rutgers tough. tough. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a Rutgers uh, bust out. Shout out Ty Jackow. Exactly. Shout out Ty Jackow. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so those are three, three solid receivers. I mean, that's a receiving core where it's like, all right, we got our guy. We got our number one. Boom. Our number two is young, fast, gets the deep ball, isn't afraid to get hit. And then you have Muhammad Sanu catch the ball over the middle with, without fear. So, I mean, three guys that all complement each other very well, and they definitely help this team um, exceptionally. And then, I mean, you know, we need Devontae Freeman to be healthy. I mean, he got paid that money, right? I mean, he got his contract, like, you know, if he stays healthy, I think he's worth that contract. Um, I mean, it's it's a little lacking with Ido Smith behind him, but I, I think you know, if if Freeman's healthy, it, this team goes a long way. Um, and like you said, is the, if the defense, you know, they we're getting all those guys back. So can they go from the twenty eighth defense to, let's say, the eighteenth? I mean, I, I, they're oh no doubt they're top five. Yeah. Yeah, they're a top four team in the, in the in the league if if they can do that because their offense is lethal. Um, so, so we'll see where they're at where they're at the defensive side of the ball. Um, we know the offense is going to be good. So, what can this defense do? Uh, some of their key games: um, Week One at Minnesota. I think that'll be a really good test. Week Two, home against Philly. Week Three at Indianapolis. Ooh, week Seven, tough start home to the against year. the Rams. Top start to yeah. the year. Yeah, week seven against the Rams, and then week fifteen at San Francisco. So, if they go three and two in these games, they'll have a very good season, I think. Yeah, and then you know, I mean, right? in the other games too. I mean, you didn't even mention four games combined against New Orleans and Carolina. Um, no, I didn't. Yeah, I mean I that's didn't. tough too. I didn't even realize I mean, those are that's a tough, you know, three four games to start your season with. Um, I do think they're going to be really good though. I think they're going to bounce back this year. I actually, I'm going to take this team to win the NFC South. Um, I think they're going to be 11 and five. I think they just eke out New Orleans for the division. Um, yeah, I'm going to go 11 and five. I think that offense is going to, you know, continue to be top ten, top five in the league. Um, and I, I think that defense. I mean, their defense, I think, was a top ten defense two years ago. You know, and obviously last year with all the injuries, but uh, I don't see any reason why they can't get back to get back to that level. So, yeah, I think 11 and five for Atlanta. I think they're going to win this division. Um, and the fantasy impact, uh, Julio Jones, obviously top three receiver in football. We'll see if Dirk Cutter, you know, the addition to him at OC helps Jones find the end zone a little bit more, helps him be more effective in the red zone. Cause a guy like that should be scoring more than, you know, six to seven touchdowns a year, which he sort of scores 
he should be in the 10 to 12 range. Um, and then I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley busting out this year. Um, I like Sanu a lot, but I think that Ridley eventually this year at some point should kind of take over that second receiver role um, and also be a threat in the red zone, which we saw flashes of last year. So I think Ridley's poised for a big year. Yeah. Um, so I have the Falcons at 10 and six uh, or 11 and five. I, I think, you know, these key games that I marked up are very important if they can win, you know, they're, they're non-divisional uh, games. Um, they'll, they'll, have, they'll be in a very good position. Um, and I also have them winning the division. I, I think, I think the Carol, the Carolina Panthers who we're, we're going to talk about next are, are better. Um, and I don't think the Bucks are, you know, are no slouch. So I think this division's a lot of teams are going to beat up on each other and hopefully, you know, the Falcons could come, come out on top. Um, fantasy is obviously Julio for Julio and Matt Ryan for me. Uh, Ryan, you know, as long as he stays consistent, um, doesn't turn the ball over, he's going to have a great year. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing the Falcons play some football. They're always a fun team to watch. Um, we're, so we're going to slide down to the Carolina Panthers. Um, last year, they struggled towards the end of the season. Cam was just not himself. He was clearly injured. Uh, he's taking care of that, um, that shoulder injury. Last year, they were 10th in total offense, even – you know, with those poor numbers towards the end of the year and 15th in total defense. So um, from some of their, uh, you know, off-season acquisitions slash a rejuvenated cam, do you think their offense will be any better? Um, it should be. Um, I mean, people forget they were 6-2, and two, I believe, at the halfway point last year before cam suffered the shoulder injury. And then really, you know, his production just faded down the stretch. He couldn't throw the ball past 20 yards, really, with any type of accuracy or zip. Um, Their weapons aren't really great, but their offense did kind of seem like it was progressing last year before Cam got hurt. Um, I mean, good old North Turner, you know, who's gotten a lot of flack over the years for being kind of too vanilla. seemed like he was really opening up the playbook. They were doing some neat, you know, cool, interesting new things. Um, I – I don't know if, you know, I think that could continue. You know, I love Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, maybe the best do-it-all running back in football right now. Um, you know, people were sort of already ready to call him, you know, a semi-bust two years ago. It's like, oh, you drafted Danny Woodhead eighth overall, and clearly he is way more than that because he was fantastic last year. Um, and I wouldn't expect anything different from him again this year. Um, I mean, it just, you know, Greg Olson, we'll see. I, I love Greg Olson, but I mean, how many years are you just going to break your foot and miss half the season? Um, I don't know if, you know, he, I don't know if he can be relied upon again. I like Curtis Samuel, um, but he's also been a little consistent. DJ Moore was a high pick last year. Um, so they got young, you know, they got young options at receiver. Somebody's got to step up. Uh, they signed Chris Hogan, too, from New England, who's obviously got a pedigree, but his play really kind of, you know, faltered last year, too. He wasn't the same guy, so. I mean, it all comes down to Cam. It comes down to whether he's healthy or not. Um, if, if this line can hold up to and protect him, if Cam, you know, it, as long as he's not holding on to the ball too long, uh, we'll see how they use him in the running game. You know, if they're, if they're reluctant to use him quite as much in the run game this year because of the injury, that could also hurt the offense. So yeah, it's kind of one of those things I, I got to see it more to believe it. Um, I'm not, you know, it's not that I'm down on them. I just, I'm not quite sure if I'm confident in them as, you know, being a big time offense going into the year. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not going to say they're going to be a, a big-time offense or anything, but I do think it will be an efficient offense. I think Cam Newton will be Cam Newton. 
which is the most important thing for this football team because if he's at his highest level, uh, he's he's damn good. He's yeah. really good at, at this at this game. Um, so if he's if he's at his highest level and Christian McCaffrey, you know, equates to what he did last year, I mean, they're going to be tough to stop because I think personally DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are legitimate weapons. I really do. So um, if Cam can be healthy, throw them the football, run the football on his own. Give the give the ball to McCaffrey whenever he's you know not feeling it. I mean, McCaffrey just makes things happen on his own. Uh, the guy is unbelievable. Yeah, he's spectacular. Uh, he's awesome to watch. Spectacular. If he's not your number one fantasy pick uh, in your drafts, uh, I think whoever drafts first in your league is an idiot. Yeah. So <laughs> he's gonna catch a lot um, of balls too. He's gonna catch a lot of footballs. Yes, he is. Oh my goodness. Um, but anyway, uh, I I think their offense will will be. I can't believe it finished tenth in total. Um, I think that's kind of where gonna where they're gonna be at this year, um, around the same area. Um, can their defense play play well? I mean, I I kind of like them. I like Jerry I do Ford. too. Yeah, I like Don Terry Poe. I like Bruce Irvin. Luke Keekley's obviously you know still there, still a beast. Shaq Thompson. So I, I like what they got going on both sides of the football. I don't know about you if you like both sides or not. No, there's a lot of names on this defense. Uh, I love the Bruce Irvin signing, too. I still think he can play, even though he's a little bit older. Um, Shaq Thompson steps in there full-time now with Thomas Davis gone. Keekley obviously, still is one of the best in the league. Um, I don't – you know, their their line seems a little bit lighter maybe than in recent years. I still think they're going to be, you know, really good against the run. Kawan Short and Don Terry Poe, I mean, those are two monsters right there in the middle. Um, Gerald McCoy, we'll see how much he's got left. Um, you know, he's, I think he's going to play in for them. Um, you know, he was released by Tampa. So we'll, we'll see if he's still got it, if he can still contribute or not. Um, I don't love the secondary. Um, you know, I like Eric Reed, but outside of that, you know, it's a little Dante Jackson kind of unproven. James Bradbury been inconsistent. Um, Trey Boston's a decent safety. So I like their safeties, I guess, but I guess their corners are, are a little bit more of a question mark for me. Um, but I think, I mean, this is, you know, this team's kind of had a defensive identity for this whole run now, um, with Ron Rivera and with Cam Newton and Keekley, it's always kind of been built on defensive running game, defensive running game. So I do expect their defense to still be steady. It's mainly just about the offense can, you know, kind of take that dynamic step forward and elevate them. Yeah. The, the only, uh, the only weakness I can sniff out from this team is, is that cornerback, um, I don't know where where they're gonna where they're gonna be this year. Are they gonna step up and turn the ball over for for the Panthers? Um, like I said, I like their offense, so I, I do think this is a good football team. Uh, their key games: Week One, they're home against the Rams. Week Eight, they're at the 49ers. Week Ten, they're at Green Bay. Week Sixteen, they're at Indianapolis. So some pretty tough games there. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. Ah, the NFC is tough, man. Because like I'm trying to think of this team's record and like. You know, I want to pick a lot of these teams that, that I think are really capable of winning 10, 11 games. It's just like, you know, not all of them are going to, you know. Like, I mean, I already got Atlanta winning 11 games. I think New Orleans is probably good for double-digit wins. So where do I see Carolina? Um, I'm going to give them a, just a notch below that. I think they're going to go 9-7, and seven, uh, which is, I guess, a slight improvement from last year. But, they, I mean, any of these teams, I think they could, you know, them, Atlanta, and New Orleans, you know, it wouldn't shock me if – if any of them won 11 or 12 games or, you know, nine games or something. Um, I think they're, they're going to have a winning record, though. Um, but I'll say nine wins just with some of the uncertainty, I guess, uh, around Cam's injury still um, and some unproven weapons on offense. So I'll go with nine wins. 
Yeah. Oh, and then so for fantasy, I, um, definitely McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, you called it. Like, yeah, I mean, if he's not your number one overall pick, I don't know what the hell you're doing. This guy's just going to be a touchdown machine. He's going to be a catch machine in PPR. Um, and then I'll probably say Newton, too, just because Olsen's kind of pretty unreliable now with his injury history. And then the receivers just, you know, like I said, are a little unproven. So uh, I think Cam, as long as he's back to being healthy, I mean, you can, you know, count on him rushing the ball, too, and, and get some touchdowns in the red zone around the ball. Um, and hopefully being more efficient throwing the ball downfield this year. Now he's got the healthy shoulder. So uh, Cam and, and McCaffrey, I'll go with this fantasy. Yeah, so I, I also have, I have the Panthers at nine and seven right now. Um, it could change. I, I think one injury to Cam just completely depletes the team, um, you know, as, as of most NFL teams because there's just not that many good quarterbacks anymore. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, nine and seven, I, I think they're a solid football team. I think they'll win some big games. Like, in these key games, I think they'll compete with the Rams. I think they'll – possibly beat the 49ers beat the Packers or beat the Colts so you know they could possibly go three in one of those key games that that I've listed here um which would be huge for them fantasy McCaffrey obviously like I said uh I think Cam will be very very good this year like I think he's gonna his draft stock's gonna fall because of what happened last year so you know if he's there in the eighth ninth round I I think snag him for sure yeah um (laughs) and then uh receivers I I really like DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Like if they're available, you know, in the in the mid to late rounds, like I think they're they're worth a shot taking. So I really like this. I really like some of their weapons that they got. Um, you know, obviously not the caliber of the Falcons' weapons, but but solid. Um, moving on to a team also with a decent amount of weapons uh, and some new weapons, the New Orleans Saints. Um, they added Latavius Murray and Jared Cook in the offseason. So I think those are two pretty good signings right there. They did lose Mark Ingram. Um, uh, he went to Baltimore. So we'll, we'll see what they got here. 2018, they were eighth in total offense, 14th in total defense. Do you think they improve or uh, decline in either realm of their team? Um, I kind of I think status quo again. Um, I guess you could see maybe a slight jump there in offense. Um, I guess eighth, I mean, I guess that, I mean, their, their offense did sort of slow down a little bit towards the end of the year last year. Uh, they kind of had a, a rough December. Um, and they weren't really great in the playoffs either offensively. Um, you know, they, I mean, talk about another great receiver that we clearly forgot about. Uh, Michael Thomas, who was arguably the best receiver in the league last year too. I thought him and DeAndre Hopkins actually were probably the best, you know, single season performers last year. Um, and we know he just got the huge contract too, biggest contract ever for a receiver. Um, so he's still a force to be reckoned with, obviously. Um, Ted Ginn, the ageless wonder also, you know, still running deep balls at age 34, 35, however old he is now. Um, he can still play, though. Um, still put up some decent numbers last year and was effective when he was out there. Um, they're counting on any of these young guys to step up. Uh, Traquan Smith, Keith, Keith Kirkwood got some playing time last year when Ginn was hurt. So we'll see if they're ready to step up. They got Austin Carr, too. Um you know, who, who can run a little bit of slot for them. Uh, but, you know, this team's – when the Saints are good, you know, their foundation is really running the ball, which you don't really think of them as um, because obviously they can air it out with Breeze and the weapons they have there too. Um, but when they're going good, when they're, you know, one of the – you know, amongst the elite teams in the league, their identity is built on running the ball. Um, 
and they do have a really good, a really solid offensive line up front. And then Kamara now, you know, with Ingram gone headed to Baltimore, you know, the show's his. Um, another guy that's just going to be a fantasy magnet, you know, catch a ton of balls out of the backfield, um, a ton of explosive, explosive plays, um, and expect his workload to even increase this year, you know, especially in the red zone too, down around the goal line. Um, so I think Kamara's, I mean, he's obviously been a stud for his first two years. And I think you can even see him take a step up this year with probably some more responsibility. Um, and I really like the Jared Cook signing too. That was one of my own song, uh, one of my under the, under the radar signings. Um, his team also loves to deploy tight ends. And, uh, you know, they used Josh Hill and, and Dan Arnold and these guys last year who were, they were okay. I mean, they're not bad, but I mean, Jared Cook's at least a proven, you know, kind of big bodied athletic tight end that's had some good years for, for Green Bay and for Oakland. Um, so I really like that move. I think he's going to pay big dividends for them this year. Yeah, I think Jared Cook is a certain certain step up at tight end, not by a huge margin, but certainly a guy that proved last year that you can still ball out a little bit. Um, and, you know, he's he's a very good pass pass catcher. So see if he, he uh, gets enough targets to be relevant. Um, and then, I mean, I think Latavius Murray, I think, I think he's going to have a bigger role than people – are are looking at right here because with Ingram gone, I mean, I mean Kamara, he's Kamara's just not built to be a three down back. He really is. Yeah, um, no, I hear you. Does he have the talent? I, he certainly does. I mean, he can he can play well in all all realms of the game. Um, I just don't think he's built to be an every down back for every single game of the year. So I think Latavius Murray is going to get a lot of playing time, a lot of burn out there, especially near the goal line. Um, yeah, I think this offense is going to stay remotely this last year, uh, top ten um, for me. Uh, one question I have is: is will will Taysom Hill still be relevant for whatever? Oh God, I think he's gonna be. Like, yeah, I, I mean, who knows if all that's? I mean, look, you know, NFL coordinators and coaches—they got a full off season to look at all that tape now um, and see all those goofy, tricky plays they were running with him, but. He's a hell of an athlete. I mean, I think Peyton will find some way to deploy him. Oh, he's certainly super athletic, but God, you got to stop taking the ball away. From no, I agree. I agree. Zone. They do do that too much. They get a little ridiculous and carried away with it where they got taste. I mean, it's one thing if you want to like throw him the ball, you know, get him out there at receiver. But when they like get inside the, you know, the 30 and the 20 and they got Hill, you know, back there rolling out on a bootleg, throwing it across the field like that. That can't be in the playbook too much unless you're up by a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I I, I hope Sean Payton's like gotten it under control yeah. a bit. I feel like he was just like <laughs> he was like, Oh my god, I can run <laughs> they were so but... reckless with him at points last year too, where it was like, What are you doing? Like just stick with Drew and Kamara and Thomas. We can, you know, forget about Hill another time. Yeah. Uh, well anyway, I mean, it was it was baffling at times. But anyway, um <laughs> I still think his team is very good. Uh, I do think they're going to regress a little bit. Yeah, uh, I do too. If I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, I still think Michael Thomas will be a beast. I still think Kamara will be a beast. Drew Brees still has it. But I think their defense is going to take a step back from where they were at. Uh, I think they played over their heads at points last year. Um, they have tough games this year, man, at the Rams in week two. At Seattle in week three. Dallas at home in week four. At Chicago in week seven, Niners at home week 14, Colts at home week Oh, yeah, that is a rough schedule, especially again to start. I mean, you're talking, if they get off on the wrong foot, you know, we know they're not 
you know, they have years where they're not the best road team either. I mean, they could be looking at a losing record in the months and the month of September. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this team's got a little bit of a rough schedule to go um, off the bat. I have them at nine and seven. Um, I think, you know, they're going to be there. They're going to compete. Uh, but I, I really don't think they're, they're as good as they were last year. I just think they played over their heads at points last year. And, uh, you know, that's why they were there. So um, what do you have in that? Um, I want to go one step above, I think, 10 and 6. I agree they're not going to be. I mean, it's hard to replicate a 13-win season. Um, I think they could be just as good of a football team, but just, you know, maybe not win as many games because the schedule's tougher. And, you know, basically the law of averages says, you know, some things are going to, you know, regress a little bit and you're not going to be quite as dominant in spots that you were a year ago. Um, but I could see them, you know, kind of being a team, you know, maybe a little bit hungover from last year still with that call in the back of their minds that, you know, they clearly, all of them, you know, this, the fans, the organization, they weren't shy about letting any of us forget about it, um, which I, you know, I get. I mean, it was pretty awful what happened. Um, so, yeah, I'll say 10 and 6. I agree with you. There's going to be some defensive regression. Um, you know, I think some of those guys did play over their heads. Um, Sheldon Rankins, you know, one of their best interior. D. Lyman is working his way back. He's probably going to start the season on pop. Um you know, they've got some talented young guys, too. There's still uh, a lot of more Marcus Williams, um, DeMario Davis, Anzalone. So, I mean, we'll see how those guys progress. But, yeah, I mean, I still, I, I still think they're, right, they're going to be right in the thick of things. Um, this division, like we talked about, is maybe the best in the NFL. Um, and I would still expect the Saints to make the playoffs, even if maybe they get off to a little bit of a rocky start and they're not quite as good as they were a year ago. So uh, I'll say 10 and 6. Um, and then for fantasy impact, I mean, you got to go with Michael Thomas, like we said, one of the best receivers in football. Um, again, you know, he might not put up those same numbers again, but I still think he's going to be you know, one of the best, going to be as dominant as ever. Um, and Kamara, too. Um, I, I hear you on how he's not maybe your typical every down, you know, three down running back, which he, which he isn't. Um, he's just not quite built that way. But with his skill set and how they use him there and all the balls he's going to catch, um, I mean, his yards per carry, his yards per touch has been through the roof through his first two years. So I would expect the same thing, um, even without Ingram in the offense this year. So I think Thomas and Kamara, I think, you know, that's the foundation to that offense right there. Two, you know, still really young guys. Um, and I would only expect them to be just as good, if not better, this year. Yeah, no, I, I still I still like Kamara fantasy-wise. I, I, I think he's, he's an absolute animal. Um, but I do think they got Latavius Murray for a reason. Like, I really do. You know, they weren't just like, here you go, Kamara, it's, it's your whole team. You know, yeah. like, they got a guy that can take some that can take some punches behind him. So, um, you know, and then, I was, you know, Michael Thomas is just an animal. I mean, he had, like, close to an 85% catch rate last year. Yeah. Something ridiculous like that. Animal. I mean, unbelievable. He's insane. I mean, the guy's an animal. Yeah. Throw it, like, throw him the ball more. Like, he, he, if he gets more targets, like, than these other top receivers, like, He'll, he will be the number one receiver in football. Oh, yeah. Like, get him to the football as much as you possibly can and stop throwing the ball to freaking yeah. Keith no Kirkwood. More Taysom Hill, too. Yeah. <laughs> Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Stop, stop wasting targets on yeah. Taysom Hill. Stop. I would throw the ball to Michael Thomas every time. I mean, they did it against the Eagles in the playoffs last year, and it worked time and time oh, again. It was third and seven teams. They were converting left and right. Ugh. The guy's an animal. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, all right. So moving on to the fourth and final team of this division, oh, yeah. probably you know <laughs> the lower end. The, I am not high on the box. Division. They are in the Don Fierro dumpster uh, fire for me. Oh yeah, they're uh, 
Yikes. Anyway, um, I mean, 2018, though, third total offense. Yeah, that shocked me. I, I saw that, too. I mean, offense. I guess that's just because, like, I mean, they just they did just throw the ball a shit ton. And they also started off the season Air really rate. good. Yeah. And they do have good receivers, which I get, and their defense was pretty pitiful, too. And they also just – I mean, I forgot how little they ran the ball last year. They just completely just didn't believe in running the football. Yeah, I mean sh- – yeah, they. I mean, they don't really. Have I get it. Yeah, when, football, when you have though. Peyton Barber as your number one running back, and I think he's still their number one running back. They didn't even address him in the offseason, so expect probably more of the same. Are you sure they didn't address it? They signed Andre Ellington. Yeah, <laughs> forgot he was still around. Oh, they do have they do have <laughs> Ronald Jones, the the running back that they picked last year, but he didn't really you know have much of an impact his rookie year. So, you know, we'll see what he can do in year two. Yeah, so there are three backs right now. One, two, three is Peyton Barber. Ronald Jones Jr. and Andre Ellington. Uh, not great. No, not um, great at all. But can the can the power of Bruce Arias? Yep, that's the thing. Bring, bring, bring this team up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, they're going to be playing in a division, as we know, that they can compete in simply because they can throw the football and they, they can play offense. Um, they're going to air it out. They're going to see what you got. They're going to make big plays. Um, but they're, then they're going to let up big plays because last year they were 27th in total defense. So, you know, a team that's just complete opposite on both sides. Like, uh, we're going to let up the big play. We're going to take a big play. We're going to let up a big play. We're going to get a big play. Like, just enough. I mean, they need to find somebody that can just stop someone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sheesh. I mean, oh, it was, it was rough. Um, so can Bruce Arians – you know, help this team. I, I mean, I think he's more offensive minded than defensive minded. So who knows um, where they're going to be at on the defensive side of the ball. They got, they drafted Devin White, signed Adamkin Sue. Are those guys going to even improve this defense like at all? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, the defense also is, a, and it's just a big question mark for them here. Um, Sue, I don't know how much left he's really got or how motivated he really is. I mean, he wasn't really that good last year before he kind of came on in the playoffs for the Rams. Um, but they clearly didn't think highly enough of him to bring him back. So if they let him go, um, you know, they no more Gerald McCoy. He was kind of, you know, it seemed like he was sort of on the down end anyway. Um, Pierre Paul, I think, is out to start the year. Uh, Quan Alexander might be out to start the year too. I think he just had surgery the other day. Um, Devin White, I did think was a really good pick. Um, you know, he's going to step in there and play linebacker right away. When they get Alexander back, uh, that could be a pretty, a pretty tough duo there in the middle. Um, the, you know, the secondary also just doesn't, I mean, Vernon Hargraves, you know, that's a name there too, but another guy that kind of has been pretty inconsistent has had health issues the last couple of years. So don't know what to think of him there. Um, yeah. And you know, the Arians effect. Like, love Bruce Arians. think he's a great coach. I mean, he's had a great career. It, it usually just – it doesn't seem like it usually ends well for these guys that, you know, they retire and they want to come back, you know, for one last hurrah and think that they can, you know, magically change or, or reinvent someone, you know, usually a quarterback. And it just seems like it doesn't usually go well. Um, I remember Joe Gibbs coming back after he was already in the Hall of Fame. I know that was years ago, but that went pretty poorly with the Redskins. Um, you're seeing it now with Gruden, and it went really poorly last year. And who the hell knows how it's going to go this year? Um, and I'm just not a I'm just not a Jameis believer. I mean, I know Arians is a quarterback guru, he's a quarterback whisperer, but 
I just don't think Jameis is that good. I think we've got enough of a sample size now with him and Mariota from that from that draft class um, to where I just – I'm not sure if it can be fixed. I mean, he doesn't throw the ball downfield well, which doesn't really make any sense. I mean, that was his biggest problem with, the, with uh, Deshaun Jackson when he was there. He just couldn't really get the ball downfield well. It's not that he doesn't have the arm strength. He just doesn't throw it accurately, and he throws a shit ton of interceptions. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he could help him marginally, but – I just don't think this roster is very talented. They have got some good receivers. I mean, Mike Evans is obviously a stud. Uh, I do like Chris Godwin a lot, and he's probably going to step up now more than Deshaun's gone. Um, they lost Adam Humphreys, too, so outside of those two, there's not much. O.J. Howard is crazy talented, though, too, as well. Um, I think he got hurt for a little bit last year, but when he was healthy, he was a beast. So, I mean, they do have weapons. Um, I'm just not a huge Jameis believer, so it's hard for me to see this team doing a whole lot of damage this year. Yeah, so as far as, you know, actual football, uh, this team's not going to be very good. Um, they're going to struggle both sides of the ball. Uh, but in the fantasy world, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray, Jameis Winston, sign me up because they just love throwing the football. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, th- those are very skilled and capable receivers for Jameis Winston. So they're going to be throwing a lot. Uh, you know, gunslinging offense right there. Um, maybe Arians can improve the run game a little bit. We'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't want to talk much more about the Bucks. I'm just going to highlight their key games: uh, Week One against San Fran, uh, Week Four at the Rams, Week Nine at Seattle, Week Fourteen at home against Indianapolis, Week Sixteen against Houston. So tough games for them. I can't see them going better than two and four there. Uh, no. Possibly go one and yeah. five there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I, I agree. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got this team. I think they're going to be similar, you know, to, to some of the other bottom feeders in these in these divisions. Um, I'll go five and eleven. I just don't see a whole lot there. Um, don't don't really have any faith in James stepping up. Um, and then for fantasy, I do like the receivers that duo with. Evans and Godwin. Um, I mean, Evans has been one of the better receivers in the league for a few years now, no matter who's playing quarterback, whether it was Fitzpatrick or, or Jameis. Um, and then Godwin, you know, he's a good young emerging player. Um, he really kind of seemed to step up and take the bulk of the responsibilities. The number two guy last year when Deshaun was kind of uh, in exile or just didn't really feel like playing anymore for the Bucks because they stunk. Um, so yeah, I'll go Evans and Godwin uh, for fantasy. I think they're going to put up good numbers. Yeah, fancy Mike Evans is he's gonna be a top eight probably receiver, and I have a pretty hot take. I have I have Chris Godwin as, as a top fifteen finisher in fantasy football wow. this year, wide receiver. Wow, yeah, I I think I think he's gonna be very a lot good. of love. I think um, he's gonna be good too. I also I do like OJ Howard. I'm talking about you know how shitty they are, but I do like their weapons. <laughs> no, I love OJ. Yeah, Howard. I do I too. Howard I like their weapons a lot. I just think the quarterback sucks. Oh yeah, I mean James isn't great, but he's he's going to put up fantasy production. Yeah, he will put up fantasy numbers because they're going to throw the ball a shit ton. I mean, like we talked about, they don't have any running backs, so they're just going to drop back and fire. And I mean, it's the perfect offense for Bruce Arians too. He doesn't really believe in running the ball; he just wants to air it out deep. Yeah. So, um, for this NFC South, I mean, so I think we both have the Falcons winning. Is is that yes, right? Yes, I do. You have Saints coming in second. Yeah, Saints second, Panthers third, yeah. and then Bucks in the dumpster. Yeah, I think I think the Saints and Panthers are going to be neck and neck, uh, right behind the Falcons. But I think they'll all be neck and neck the whole. Yeah, season. those. I think it's yeah. going to be like 
one of those divisions where it's like, ooh, the Falcons are leading. Ooh, the Saints are leading. Ooh, the Panthers are leading. Like, the whole year, basically. Yeah, so totally agree. Any, it's going to come down. Yeah, any yeah. of those top three could, could get hot at the right time and, and end up going on a run to win the division. Yeah, so we'll go through this really quick. We completed our divisional breakdowns. Um, who, who's your uh, – actually, I'll start with Dom's uh, underdog. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Since he's not here, he uh, you know, gave me a little rundown. Uh, he has some wild ones, to be honest. For the AFC South, he has the one, the only, Terrell Pryor. Oh, my God, I saw him on a depth chart too, but I couldn't even – Wide receiver. Him. Yeah. Wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, hey, Foles needs somebody. He's been battling injuries, bounced around the league. Maybe he's found a home in Jacksonville. Who knows? They do have decent weather there. Could be his home. Um, you know, with QB1, Nick Foles now taking the reins. Could uh, yeah. Fire be uh, primed for a good season? If he I guess it's healthy. always a Dom, Dom thinks me. <laughs> Dom thinks maybe. Um, anyway, uh, so that I mean that's that's the definition of an underdog. So we'll see what he's got. Um, I for me, it's it's uh, I don't even have one to be honest. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> AFC South AFC, got nobody. AFC South's killing me. No. Um, I've, it's Jack Doyle for me. Can he can he come ah. back? Can he take over as as a, as a tight end one for the Colts? Like that, yeah. Um, can he be what he was prior to that injury? And he showed some glimpses of it last year. Hopefully, he can play all sixteen games and be an absolute threat for them. Because if both him and Ebron are healthy, it's really going to help their offense. Yeah. So uh, that that's mine. Um, who do you got for AFC South? I got Paris Campbell for the AFC South. Um, okay. We highlighted him earlier. Yeah, I mean. You know, I, I don't know how much of underdogs, I guess, these these draft picks are, but he's a rookie, so he's unproven. Uh, but there's a lot of good buzz coming around there from Indianapolis. Um, and I think with that number two receiver spot kind of open behind T.Y., uh, you could see Paris Campbell really step into that. He's kind of a receiver of similar mold to T.Y. Hilton, too, and uh, Locke loves throwing to him. So I think, uh, I think Campbell could be a rookie breakout. All right. So, yeah, rookie breakout probably fits fits the mold of – of the underdogs that we're looking for. Um, moving on to the NFC South, Dom, again, huge, huge, uh, huge pick here. Jordan Scarlett. Who? Fifth round pick. Jordan Scarlett, fifth round pick by the Panthers. Who the fuck is that? Back. I don't even know who that he's is. Out of, he, he's out of Florida. He's a Florida Gator. Yeah, of course. So he's obviously, a, yeah, Dom found Of course, him. he's a Florida Gator. Uh, Dom says if he can find his way onto the field for the Panthers, he could make an impact on a team that straight up died at the end of last season. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, you know, Zach words. I guess, I guess the backup running back positions up for grabs there. So, you know, who knows? Maybe McCaffrey yeah. gets hurt for a couple games. He steps in. I don't know. Good luck for Jordan. I mean, over, yeah. Over. Good luck, Jordan Scarlett. I never heard of you, but you know, <laughs> is he going to take over over uh, Cameron Artis Payne? Can he can he do that? I like Cameron Artis Payne, so I think no. I do too. <laughs> I would probably say no. <laughs> I like him. I like I him. I do too. Uh, uh well my uh my NFC South um underdog is Chris Hogan. Uh, you know, just he's been an underdog as as a football player because he was a lacrosse player. So, you know, um lacrosse stinks, but Chris yeah. Hogan, you're a good dude, you seem. <laughs> Uh, and you know, we'll, we'll see what your role is on the Panthers and with a healthy Cam Newton, 
who knows where you're at. So go Chris Hoke. Yeah, I got, uh, I got Jared Cook. I was kind of pumped about him earlier too. Um, I just think that offense, I think they really like using tight ends. Um, you know, we saw what they did with Jimmy Graham all those years and they really haven't had anybody. I mean, you know, nobody's really in, in his prime Jimmy Graham. I understand that's a rare commodity. Um, but they really haven't replaced that position since he left. I mean, they've kind of been going through the cycle of these, you know, middle level average uh, mid tier tight ends. Um, and not that cook's great or anything, but he's solid. Um, and he's a veteran. And I do think he has, you know, some not elite skills, but you know, some more dynamic skills than these other guys have, um, you know, he's longer, he's, you know, he's pretty fast in the open field. He's big body and he can make some tough catches and score touchdowns. Um, so I think he's, I think he could be primed for a big season down there with breeze. Yeah. I, I like Jared cook. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully he's a, he's a big fit here in new Orleans and uh, yeah, just like, just like couple, the fit. Have a good exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah. Fit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all right. So that pretty much wraps up our underdogs. I do have one compensatory pick that I mentioned earlier. Andre Ellington, let's go. Pick it up, baby. <laughs> what year is he in now? He's probably like his I don't know. He's got to be like yeah. 65 yeah. years old or something <laughs> like that. Nah, he's not that old. But uh, he was successful under Bruce Arians at one point in uh, in Arizona. So we'll see. Anyway, that wraps up our Southern Divisions. Um, AFC South, eh. NFC South, electric. Yes. So we'll see what they provide. For the upcoming 2019 NFL season, we are looking forward to a lot of these players playing. It's going to be a good one. Um, you heard our underdogs. You heard our fantasy impact players. You heard what we think about what these teams are going to go as rec- as far as records. So you've heard it all tonight. I uh, want to thank you for listening. Check out JokerMac.com. A lot of good stuff going on. The article about our underdogs from these two divisions will be out this weekend. Uh, looking forward to writing that piece. Um, anything from the infamous Chris Morris before we wrap this up? I think up. we got it. I think we covered it all. Uh, it was good work. Love the NFC South. I think it might be the best division in football. And hate the AFC South. I think it might be the worst division in football. Accurate on both remarks. Go Jets. <laughs> Go Birds. Thank you for listening to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JoggerMag.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please smash that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky.